0: Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message.
1: And without any further ado, let's welcome Pastor Rick Fritz.
2: Well, good morning. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Good. Uh, that's good. Praise the Lord. Are you glad to be in church? Yeah. Some of you had to overcome obstacles to be here today. Yeah. You know, God's going to bless you for that. God has something for you today. He has something for me today. I'm, I'm excited about church. Because every time I preach, I get happy. Amen. Every time I preach, I get helped. Yeah. I get strengthened. Yeah. I get encouraged. Yeah. Amen? Amen? So you just have to understand that, is that when you, you come into a service, you come with a level of expectancy. It's not only the preacher preparing the message, It's all of us preparing an expectancy to receive something. Is that right? And God takes that combination and does something beautiful, something wonderful in our lives. And we we thank Him uh, for that. Hallelujah. And so uh, today, I have a message here. And I want to... uh, The title of it is called Say It Louder. Say It Louder. That's the title of it. And we're going to be talking about a man by Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus was a blind man. We'll talk about him today. And Bartimaeus, you know, he, uh, this account in Scripture, it's not a parable. It's not even just a story. This is an actual account of what happened in the ministry of Jesus with this man being there. And it gives details of what happened that this man took To receive a healing from God. Are you interested today? And the Holy Spirit. Kept this account. Put it in the sacred doctrine that we have as the scriptures. Kept it for thousands of years. So that you and I could read it today. Examine it today. Learn from it today. And receive the miracle truth that it contains. To help all of us. In our time of need. Amen. That's how powerful it is. Because the Holy Spirit says, I want this to be recorded forever. And whenever time the Holy Spirit records an event forever, we need to read it. And we need to pay attention to it. Amen. All right. Praise God. Well, it's going to start in Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, we're going to be taking one verse at a time to this. Mark chapter 10, verse 46, in the New Living Translation. And then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. So now we have in that verse that we just read, a description of the man. We know that he was blind, is that correct? And we know that that blindness has reduced his life, his lifestyle, to a place of a beggar. And we know that he's sitting in the dirt, is that correct? How many of you realize that Bartimaeus despised the condition that he was living in? You said, how do you know that, Pastor? Well, what he's about to do in a moment. I found this to be true, if you want something changed in your life, something you want rid of, you have to despise what it has done to you. You're going to despise what's going on in your life before change is going to come. Because anything you embrace, anything that you accept, anything that you want in your life, you're not going to get delivered from. Thank you for that, amen. It's the truth. The moment you, if you want change in your life, if you want deliverance from addiction, if you want deliverance from sin, if you want deliverance from a sickness or disease or poverty or whatever it is, it has to start by you saying, I can't stand this anymore. I want this out of my life. I hate what it's doing to me. It's causing me to live a life I shouldn't be living. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? This man, that was the condition. We know that he was an outcast of society. Beggars in the Bible days, they were outcasts of society. They were the lowest of the lowest. We know he was rejected by family and friends because there was no one there helping him. He was a beggar in the dust, in the dirt. Family wasn't there taking him into their home or taking care of them, you see. He had beggar garments on. Garments, as a beggar in those days, they were, <laughs> you could smell them coming. They were soiled, they were stained, they were smelly. Am I painting the picture today? This man was reduced to that type of living, setting in his, in his own filth at times. And if, he would, if we would end the story there, we would say, man, that's a very sad case. But, thank the Lord, it continues on. Verse 47. And when Barnabas heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Notice, when Barnabas heard something, how many know Sometimes it's what you hear that's going to count. Is that right? You have to hear the right things in order for right things to happen. Evidently, Barnabas must have heard something right, something truthful about Jesus to get him excited to begin to cry out to the Lord, right? because an opportunity was coming his way, an opportunity of divine healing, a divine miracle. He heard Jesus was coming by and he wanted to take advantage of that opportunity that was gonna happen right there. He's gonna walk right by, but he didn't want him to walk by. He wanted something to happen to him. But he heard something right, he had to hear the truth because for him to act out and call like that, he must have heard something good about Jesus. He must have heard that, that he heals blind eyes and causes people to see. He must have heard that deaf ears begin to open up. He must have heard that crippled people begin to walk. He must have heard that the dead are being raised. He must have heard that five thousand men plus women and children have been all been fed with a happy meal. Is that right? He heard something good. How may know for miracles to take place and for your healing to take place, you have to hear the truth about Jesus. Amen. It's the truth that sets you free. Yeah. So he had to hear the truth. He had to hear these things are happening and he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David. In other words, he knew that he was the Messiah. Have mercy on me. Thank God. Bible says his mercies are new every morning. So he's scriptural, everything he said was scriptural, was right on. So we know then that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. Can, can you imagine oh, if he would have heard the wrong things? Lies. Do you know some people don't tell the truth about Jesus? Can you imagine if this man would have heard, well, he's just after your money. Them preachers, them preachers, they're all the like. Uh, they're just after your money. Can you imagine if that's what he heard? Oh, he's just a false prophet. Don't listen to him. Oh, he came out of Galilee. <laughs> and I have never met anyone good to come out of that place. You know what I mean? Can you imagine if that's all what he have heard? He'd have been still sitting there in the dirt. What you hear determines how you're going to act. If you hear the right things, the right things are going to happen. You hear the wrong things, the wrong things are going to happen. Because it takes, it takes the truth to inspire you to believe. It takes the truth to inspire you to believe. Is that right? Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so we, he heard he's encouraging things. It doesn't take forever to get faith inside of you. You can hear one message and receive a miracle. Do you know that? You can hear one message and get completely healed. You can hear one message and get saved. You can hear half a message and get saved. You can hear a quarter of a message and get saved. You can hear just one scripture being quoted and get saved. John three sixteen. Am I right? How many of you? Only one scripture? If someone just read one scripture that'll produce enough faith for you to get saved. Is that right? Same way with anything else. It all comes by what you're hearing and what you're believing. It doesn't take forever. It can come quickly. See, sometimes the devil will tell you, well, you know, if you read your Bible long enough, 14 chapters a day, and you spend three or four hours in prayer every day, and you do that for six years, then, just maybe then, you might have enough to get better or to get you a miracle. How I many of that's a lie? Yeah. Because he's trying to get you in the works. He's trying to get you to you to do enough to see if you can earn the way. No, the simple way is simply just hearing and believing what you're hearing. Even right now, as I am preaching right now, some of you are being inspired right now. You're like, you know what? He, that's right. That is right. Turn turn to your neighbor and say, that's good preaching. Amen. See, because it it stirs you up. You know, just a little stirring causes excitement to take place. All of a sudden, instead of you being down the dumps, hope begins to spring up inside of you. You're like, you know what? He's right. That's that's the Holy Spirit talking to you, talking to your spirit, telling you, hey, hey, listen, listen to what's being spoken. Amen. Amen. There are people in this church you want freed. You're tired of being a, an addict. You're tired of having bondages. You're tired of having a disease, a sickness strangling you out. You're tired of, of, of all of the poverty, affliction that you have suffered through the, for the ages. And you want to change. And God is the great changer. Hallelujah. So he begins to cry out. But look at verse 48. Be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him. Stop right there. Isn't that something? The moment, the moment you begin to dare to trust God, believe God, and you, you just begin to say out of your mouth that you're believing the Lord for a miracle in your life, there's going to be negative voices come your way. Immediately. The moment this man who's a blind, a beggar, sitting in the dirt, the moment this man Begins to cry out, Jesus, 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 son of David, you have mercy on me. They said, shut up. Shut up, beggar. No one wants to, uh, I, I can't take the smell. Just get away. Be quiet. Jesus doesn't want you. Be quiet. You are destined to be a beggar. Just be quiet. But how many know it doesn't stop there? What's it say? It says, but he only shouted louder. Yeah. How many of you realize, oh, I love this guy. How many of you realize that when the voices began to talk back to him, he didn't settle down, he didn't get quiet. He turned on the shout volume. He began to get louder and louder and louder. He began to shout, shout Jesus. Jesus, he got louder and louder and louder. You couldn't stop this guy. And listen to me, not only did he get louder than the voices that were around him, he got louder than the voices that were in his head. I'm telling you right now, the greatest voices that you have to overcome are not what's on the outside, but what's on the inside. Some of you have been suffering so long. Those voices have put a stronghold over you, telling you you'll never change. You'll never be free. You'll never get better. It'll never happen. You're going to die this way. It'll just be a nothing. It'll never change. How I many you know you got to say something? you got to shout something out of your mouth to overcome those voices that are in your head. Amen. 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 The devil loves... Quiet Christians that don't say nothing. That's the truth. The devil loves quiet Christians that just keep their mouths shut and don't say nothing. Because he knows nothing's going to happen with them. The most dangerous Christian is the one who opens up his mouth her mouth and they're always proclaiming the good things of God and they're just saying it louder and louder in the midst of pain they're still shouting my God heals me by his stripes I am healed I am healed in the name of Jesus I will live and not die and shall declare the works of the Lord oh he heals he forgives all my sins he heals all of my diseases and sometimes you gotta get your shout on whether you're in the shower some of you sing in the shower. Bless your heart. It's your it's your only moment on America America Got Talent or whatever it is. That's the best you're gonna do. But sometimes I've shouted in my car with tears rolling down my face because things were coming against me so hard and my and thoughts in my mind were like machine gun bullets, thou, thousand rounds a second. So I had to sh- shout in my car, Jesus! And shout the truth. We're in my living room. Sometimes I shout so loud, my wife will say, well, I heard you down there shouting. Well, it's better than yelling at her, right? We won't talk about that. But shouting is a good thing when you're full of, f- full of the truth. He got louder than those voices. He got louder than the perception that was in his head. So you have to change that image of defeat and the victory. And how do you do that? You got to shout the truth. So you may be addicted to something. You got to shout Freedom. I'm free. God has delivered me. God has delivered me from all bondages in the name of Jesus. I refuse to be an addict in any way. I'm walking free in the name of Jesus. I don't care how much my mind tells me no, I'm shouting yes. Yeah, but brother, you might have sugar diabetes. Well, you know it runs in your family. It's a heritage thing. You can't do nothing about it. Oh, yes, I can. I can proclaim the truth that I know. And I'll, it'll get louder than the voice of diabetes. Yeah. The diabetes, you might wake up, it may talk to you every morning. Hey, you better check. Hey, you know you might get, be high. It might be low. You better check, 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 check. But the day is going to come. You keep shouting the word of God long enough and vocally enough, the voice of that diabetes will begin to drop off. Right. You'll outshout it. You'll outshout it. Is this helping to anybody is it just me? Hallelujah. hallelujah be quiet many of the people yelled they yelled at him yeah. but he only shouted louder right. he said well pastor I don't have a shout inside of me I'm a real quiet and reserved person I just don't get emotional or I'm just soft spoken really <laughs> how many of you got how many of you have children or grandchildren some of you don't want to admit. All right. Let's, just, let's try this again. How many of you got children or grandchildren? Okay. All right. How many of you parents or grandparents, you got your little kids with you and you're over at the mall. Some guy comes up and grabs one of your kids and walks off. Is there going to be a shout come out of you? Is there, is there a shout going to come out of you? Or are you going to say... Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. I, I don't want to make a scene here. Um, could I have my child back? You, you, that would not be your response, right? You'd be shouting, and then you'd be climbing up the guy's back, gouging out his eyes with your fingernails. Right? Everyone has a shout. Sometimes we shout the wrong things. We stare at the TV, and we shout at the politicians. Don't raise your hand on that one. We shout at the gas station. We shout, we go to the food store, like, pay an extra hundred bucks on food. You're shouting there. A lot of shouting going on. But if you want deliverance in your life, if you want change in your life, you're going to have to shout the right things. He began to shout the right things out of his heart and he kept shouting it. He didn't stop. How many know if you're desperate for a move of God, you'll keep doing what you got to do. You'll keep shouting the truth no matter what you see or don't see. The man was still blind, but yet he's still shouting it. He's still shouting it. He's still shouting it. Even though he's blind, that's the key, folks. Even though your condition is still the same, you begin to shout the truth over, over, and over again. You got to do it when nothing seems moving. You got to do it when no one has support. They're not giving you no support. You feel alone. Well, pastor, I want you to know, I feel so alone in this. Well, I know, he did too. Bartimaeus did too. But thank God we come to a good church here. You're not alone in this. Amen. There's people that will help you. Is that right? That's right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Whew. I don't know about you, but <laughs> this stirs me up. Oh. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Verse uh, 49. And when Jesus heard him. Let's stop there for a moment. Wow. When Jesus heard him. Now, Jesus had no appointment with Bartimaeus. He's walking down the road like this. Everyone's with him. People were screaming, yelling along the road. He's just walking. But that man began to shout. And the Bible says Jesus heard him. How many of you know folks this may be this may be a tough thing to th- think about or even to believe, but Jesus doesn't hear everybody just because they talk. Right. People talk, 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 talk. Doesn't mean Jesus is listening. Right. Thank you for that amen on that one. You're still thinking, still thinking about that one. <laughs> a lot of people are crying out, but not a lot of people got attention. But what this man was crying out, got his attention. How many know it's the truth that sets you free? It's not what you shout in anger. It's not what you shout in complaining. It's not what you shout in bitterness. It's not what you shout in unforgiveness. It's the truth of the word of of who Christ is. That's what gets his attention. The Bible says it stopped him. It stopped him in his tracks. Jesus comes to our services I believe it very much I know he comes to our services Because he's welcomed here But you know I don't want Jesus Just to walk through our service I want Jesus to stop In our services How about you? I want him to hear something That'll cause him to say I'm stopping here Something's going going on Notice it says here It says, when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Now notice this. The same crowd that told him to shut up. The same crowd. This is how people are. The same crowd that told him to be quiet, you filthy beggar. Now they're like, oh, we just knew you're going to get a miracle. We just knew it. Hallelujah. 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 I just knew it. I just knew it. You're going to get it now. Liar, liar, pants on fire. I have it everywhere you go. People say, people are always questioning your healing, and they're always questioning things. Then when you're on the road of recovery, like, oh, we just knew it. We just knew it. We just knew it, sister. Mm Mm-hmm. 1 John 5, 14 and 15, it says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we know that he hears us, we know we have that desire, that petition that we desired of him. That's scripture. That's 1 John five fourteen and 15. I don't have it up on the board, but 1 John five, fourteen and 15. What's it say? It says, this is the confidence that we have. If we praying in the will of God, we and if we know that He hears us, we know then we have that petition that we desired of Him. Hmm? Now notice what happens here. So, next verse, verse 50. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat. This is one of the best scriptures here. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. The moment he heard, the moment Bartimaeus knew that Jesus heard him, the moment he knew that Jesus heard his cry, he knew his day Of being a beggar was over. Change was about to happen. The first thing he does is changes his position. He gets up out of the dirt that he was laying in as a beggar and he stands up on his feet. The next thing he does, he takes off those beggar garments with that half-eaten tuna sandwich in the one pocket (laughs) and a rotten banana peel in the other. And he drops them down at his feet. He's, he's letting everyone know. I know that I know. I, he heard me. He heard me. Yeah. He heard me. Yeah. And now I have what I have believed him for. He's still blind on the outside. But Bartimaeus is now seeing on the inside. Are oh, you following along? Transformation is coming. He's preparing for his new life even while he's still blind. That's how you know if you're in faith or not. You're preparing for the future in a positive way and not negative. Are you following along? Don't tell me you're believing God and yet you're preparing all the negative things to happen. It's not going to happen. I've helped people in dire situations and you know, and I've... This is tough, but I'm, I'm just going to release it. You know, if you call me to pray for you and you're dying, they say you're dying, don't make your funeral arrangements. Does that Amen. make sense? Amen. If you're calling me to come over and to pray for you to be healed, don't be on the phone with the funeral director making the arrangements. Amen. Let's believe for you to be healed then. Amen. Does that make any sense? Yes. You've got to prepare for a favorable outcome yeah. you got to pre- you change your life knowing that now it's getting better that's what Barnabas was doing this life I've lived and suffered with it tore me down it's over now yeah. it's over now yeah. Yeah. it's over now And when that happens inside of you and me, it touches deep in your spirit. You know that you know that God has heard your cry. He has seen and heard your faith and change is on the way. Hallelujah. Is this helping anybody? It helps me. Like the preacher said one time, I preach myself happy. That's true. It's hard to get depressed preaching this stuff. Right. This is a, this is a cure for depression right here. Amen. You preach this, you can't be depressed. Amen. I'm having fun. Are you having fun? Oh, Truth sets you free. I remember. Did I share this? I haven't shared this in this. Yeah, I didn't share it here. Um, so I remember we were. I was uh, in a snowstorm in Pennsylvania i was in a minivan and snow and ice all over the roads and my van got out of control i was only doing about 35 but my van got out of control began to do the donuts you know and there was an old guardrail there that was all rotted out wooden guardrail and through the guardrail there was about 30 to 40 foot drop into the icy river How many know you don't want to do that? So as my car was out of control, I got my shout on. I could only have enough time to shout one thing. And I just shouted, Jesus. Jesus! Have you ever shouted that? I had enough time to shout who I believed in. And a miracle of God, it's like someone just grabbed that van and just immediately just stopped it on that ice. Just right next to the guardrail, it just stopped right there. How many of you know, folks, what comes out of your mouth is greatly important? I could have shouted, I could have shouted, oh my God, I'm going to die. How I many? that's not a good thing to shout. But you could shout it if you want. But I wouldn't advise shouting that. See, the choice is always ours what you're going to shout in desperation or in moments where things are not going well in your life. It's up to you and me. There's times I've complained in life. Now, don't look at me that way, you have too. There's times I've complained, there's times I've said the wrong things, there's times I've been discouraged. There's times I've entered in depression. But you know what? Even through all of that, I begin to come out of it. You know how I come out of it? By saying things out of my mouth that I know is the truth. And the truth turns it around and sets me free. Amen? Amen. Amen. So he jumped up and he came to Jesus. Verse 51, what do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. What a strange question. Jesus now is standing there. Bartimaeus is now coming down, still blind, stands right in front of Jesus. Jesus asked a strange question in my view. What do you want me to do for you? Well, obviously, obviously, the man's blind. What do you think? But how many of you realize Jesus doesn't respond to you because of the obvious need in your life? That's right. are, are you hearing? Are you following this along? Amen. Just because you have an obvious need, he's not going to respond to you just because of the obvious He wanted to hear it from the man's heart out of his mouth. The man goes, Rabbi, I want to see. Jesus said, yeah, verse 52 now. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Now, notice what Jesus said here. First of all, Jesus didn't pray for him. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Jesus didn't lay hands on him. That's Jesus said, what you believed back there in the dirt brought you right here with an audience with me. Hallelujah. Are you following along? Your faith, what you believed back there, caused this moment to happen now. It's what you proclaimed out of your mouth when everything seemed hopeless and lost. And when you're shouting my name, I heard your faith crying out to me. He says, that's what brought you right here now. Because when you come into the presence of Jesus and your heart is full of faith, the next thing is going to happen is a miracle in your life. Is a healing, is a deliverance is going to happen. You can't help it. The man just brought his faith over to Jesus and Jesus says, your faith got you this far, here it is. Instantly he was healed. How many know God's still a God of instantly? Huh? I don't mind gradual healings. I don't mind gradual healings, but I enjoy the instant stuff. Amen. I like instant healings. Amen. There are certain instant things I don't like in certain instant foods. But <laughs> instant healing, yeah, I'll take an instant healing. Amen. I remember in the Philippines, we're in a panilee. This is my wife's hometown. We did a crusade there, 5,000 plus people. And. Um, God was moving, I mean, just incredible moving. People were being healed of all sorts of things. I mean, over 1,500 people received Christ in those meetings. It was powerful. But at any rate, we had a blind person come up. I never had a blind person come up for healing. So she come up, her family brought her up, and uh, she's blind. Her pastor is there, he verified it. She's blind, goes to her church. So we laid hands on her and prayed. Kept on going. Went down here, prayed for other people, so forth. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, <laughs> there's noise back there. I hear people crying and yelling and shouting. I turn around, and come back. I'm like, what's going on? Just I can see. I can see. <laughs> Am I right, Rose? I can see. I can't see. Now, All the, now they, yeah, the children are there. The woman is about in her 50s. Her children are there. Her grandchildren are there. They are all bawling. You understand? This is a moment. Yeah. This is a moment. And so they come up, and they're bawling. The, the mother is now, who is blind, she begins to see colors. Yellows and reds and blues. She begins to see them. She's blinking like... I'm seeing colors, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing that all of a sudden she began to see faces of people. How many of you know that turns you on when you see that stuff? Is that right? You can't, go, you can't go back to being normal after you have stuff like that go on. That's why I'm a little radical at times. That's okay. Amen. We've seen broken bones be healed. I said we had deaf ears get healed in Honduras. Deaf ears. The boy was born deaf for 12 years. They called him deaf boy. In the village, he was known as deaf boy. And God healed his ears supernaturally. God is a miracle worker. But he needs our cooperation. And you know what started it off? Let's go through, let's go through this, this progression of this account. Number one, Bartimaeus, he despised the condition that he was in. He was not willing to accept it. He was not willing to embrace it. He wanted deliverance. That's first. Number two, Bartimaeus heard the truth about Jesus and what Jesus could do. Right? In hearing the truth, it moved him to act. And as he began to act, the Bible says, he says, those that hear and believe, they call upon the name of the Lord. He began to call and act towards God with what he was believing in his heart. The Bible says that Jesus heard his cry of faith. And that brought him to an audience of the, of, the, of the Spirit of God in the ministry of Jesus. He was able to come into a, to a presence of Jesus himself, which that's where the power of miracles are. Is that right? I can't heal nobody. My wife can't heal nobody. It's only the presence of God That we're trying to get people to come into with a heart filled with faith. If you can get that together, something's gonna happen. Are you following along here? Something's gonna happen. Hallelujah. Our last trip in the Philippines, we had a woman with the issue of blood. Remember remember the issue of blood lady in the Bible? We had the same thing there. The woman was hemorrhaging and her body in her woman parts wouldn't stop bleeding. She'd come up for prayer. We laid hands on her. Okay, we went on to pray for other people. Well, later on that day, she begins to check, you know, what's going on. She, had, she noticed the blood stopped flowing. Two weeks later, the pastor called us over. Hey, that lady you prayed for, she's healed. No more blood flow. She's healed. How many of you know God does it today the same? Are you following along? Yeah. But you got to get your shout on. Yeah. Amen. You got to get your shout on. Don't be a quiet Christian. That's right. Say something out of your mouth. Say it with vigor. Yeah. Say it with purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Even if tears running down your face, yeah. say it anyway. Yeah. Say it in the devil's face. Yeah. Tell him I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. And I'm going to speak it anyway. Yeah. Look in the mirror and say it. Just keep saying it. Amen? Amen. Let them know you will not be defeated and you will not quit. That you're going to keep proclaiming the truth and that truth is leading me in the presence of Jesus himself and I'm receiving my miracle, my deliverance because of it in Jesus' name. Amen? Now today, or this service I should say, is special because we have time now to pray for people who need prayer we'll do that in a little bit the other services we didn't have that type of time but we're going to ask anyone who wants hands laid on you in a few moments you have that opportunity to come line up it's a healing service today and we're going to lay hands on you and you know what happens every service we do this People get healed, everyone, every service, I'm telling you. I always get a text message or a phone call, hey, you laid hands on me, you were praying, and all the pain left, this happened, this happened. So I believe in every time, I believe, when people come up here, I believe people are going to be receiving a miracle, a healing in their life. If they have addiction to, whether it's drugs or addiction to alcohol or addiction to porn or whatever it is, There is deliverance for you. There is deliverance for you. For you to be healed. Delivered and set free. Don't let the devil lie to you and say, oh, it'll never happen. It will happen. There's a greater power that comes on the scene. And it'll free you in Jesus' name. But you have to overcome those voices that are in your head right now. Overcome those voices and step out in faith. So before we do that, Pastor Ryan, why don't you come and share a few things, and then we'll do that.
1: Can we give it up? Can we give it up for Pastor Rick? (laughs) Awesome. All right, so we're going to get to that in just a moment. Before we do, I'm going to have everybody just close your eyes. If you're watching with us online or at TCI, you can do the same right there. The greatest miracle that can ever take place is eternal. We are lost in our sin without Jesus. We are dead in our sin. But Jesus came so that we could have life. We could be resurrected with him. If you've never come into a relationship with Jesus where he saved you, transformed you, forgiven your sins, washed you, made you clean, helped you become born again, then maybe today is your day. I'm gonna invite you into a relationship with Jesus and Jesus asks for everything you've got. He asks for your whole life, but He promises in return He'll give you true life. And so today, we're going to pray a prayer together. In Romans, it says that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, confess with your mouth that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And we're going to do it together. I wanna encourage you if you know that this is your moment to be made right with God, then I want you to pray it with faith in your heart. This is your shout moment and watch as God does a miracle. He brings you from death to life. Church, would you help me pray so no one prays alone? Say, Jesus, I need you. I'm a sinner. I need a savior. I repent of my sins, but I'm following you now. Jesus, I believe you're God. You died for my sins, and you rose to life again so I could have life with you. You're the King of my life. You're the Lord of my life forever.